0: Welcome to the Human Size Leader Podcast, where we talk about the human side of leadership. I'm Zach.
1: And I'm Crystal, And today we're gonna to talk about people-pleasing and why we all struggle with it.
0: Oh, yay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so people-pleasing, like that is something that's some, a widely used term. Like we're all people, we call them people-pleasers. People say I'm a people-pleaser or, you know, It's used as a like an adjective, right? But we were talking about the Zach. And the reality is we think that everybody struggles with some form of people pleasing, right?
0: Right. Yeah. You know, I was reminded one time my mentor, I said, I hate, I hate that I need people. Like that Mm -hmm. was one that to, to get healthy, I hate that I need people. And uh he wisely said, Hey, Zach, you know, you're always gonna need need people. You either need them to help walk this journey out with you or you need them to worship you. And <laughs> as I thought about that, I was like, Oh, crud. Like I am a chronic people pleaser, but it's even worse than I thought. Cause because I realized there's, there's points of my life where I'm, I want people to think so highly of me. And that's, that's uh-huh. also a form yeah. of people pleasing, right? Cause my right. focus is on yeah. them.
1: Yeah. Or even I think like, when you want to show somebody up or you want them to be, um, you know, if you want to win against them, I I think that's a form of people pleasing too. We call it people pleasing. So that adjective is, you know, interesting, but like we are all connected and I love what your professor said that like, we're always going to need people like at the root of this, there's a good thing of like that we're made for relationship. We're made for unity with other humankind. Um, but it often takes a, um, a master role in our lives that we don't realize that we're carrying and being affected by that in a negative way um, for the affection or the adoration or the um, approval of people. So we're going to talk about realizing that, looking at how that affects us, and how we can maybe inter interact with it in a more healthy way.
0: Yeah, and I think you know. I love that you said that in a more healthy way, because as a, you know, as a people pleaser, because I was so attuned to that as a child and growing up, I am very, very good at reading people, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) Because I wanted to get their, um, love. Right. I would see if, you know, I could tell when I was upsetting my parents or when I was stepping out of line. And so, um, there's been, Sometimes it's hard to talk about this, but like even in unhealth, sometimes there's some positive benefits that come out of it. <laughs> right. And yeah. So if you're a people pleaser, you're going to be better at reading people than the average person. Like the more like the more that's ingrained in you. Right. We discussed that we right. all do it, but some of us are, yeah. are more wired to it than others.
1: Yeah, and I would say you're probably talking about like the people pleasing that you really are looking to please people to keep the peace, that kind of thing. Yeah. So why do why do you call yourself a people pleaser? Like, what what do you mean by that personally?
0: Yeah. So personally, um, there's different levels of anxiety. One of them is called third space anxiety, right? Where where it's anxiety in the other person that you're trying Mm -hmm. to diagnose, and I will live there, right? I'll, I'll. That's where I can really recognize people pleasing i'm trying to interpret what someone's thinking and feeling and really where it shows up the more most for me is when someone else is not okay with me mm-hmm. like i've read that right and they're not okay and i'm interpreting that they're not okay and then i'm not okay right that's that's how you know that you're that's how i know i'm a people pleaser Right. Yeah. It's oh man, there's so much not to unpack okay there. And then I'm not okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so do you ever find that, um, when in that, that you read people wrong and then you find out later you read them wrong?
0: Oh, all the time. Yeah. Right. Even though I'm very good at it. I also, I also here's, here's just into my personality. I automatically assume if someone's not okay. Oh, Oh crud. What did I do? Right. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so <laughs> it becomes here's here's one of the biggest negative side effects of that, I believe. It becomes you self-absorbed. Right. Yeah. Because it's all about me. I've done something. I'm doing something wrong. I'm instead of actually being calm and present with someone, that is the danger that can happen. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. even if I have done something, right, it's still about me and not what is going on in them.
1: Which is, um, a great capable life moment. You use some of the verbiage already. This is so mm-hmm. pinpoint. I want to give a shout out to the capable life work that both of us have yeah. done. Um, but you're really talking about what we call third space, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about in other podcasts, more the different spaces, but third space is that space inside of other people that you can't control that that is between them and God. But often we spend a lot of our time involved in that thinking about that. And it comes into fruition the way you're talking about where we're just ingrained with how are we <laughs> um, right, right. <laughs> trying to control something we can't control, but then also getting value or anxiety from that. Um, it's a, it's a space that takes a lot of our time. That is not something we really do have control over, which is not a bad thing to be emotionally intelligent and to be caring to people, but to be consumed with that space is really, really not great for relationship or your own health. Right.
0: <laughs> right right Yeah, and you know some simple tools that have helped me with that is to ask questions and not yeah. just to assume, you know, because what we're talking about is that we will as humans, this is not something like to uh, get over, right. We all will interpret, you know, mm-hmm. some of us interpret negatively, some of us interpret pro- positively, but we all interpret and what's going on in someone, what their body language is saying, what, um, what we said and we're going back and forth. And so the only way we know can know is by asking them. Right? Yeah, is <laughs> by asking in a curious being curious about what's going on inside of the other person.
1: So you kind of saying to break that cycle of being consumed by third space in an assumed way um, to just when you notice tension or when you're unsure is to just do that brave practice of asking them like, you know, what, you know, are you what's going on here? Have I hit something that's making you uncomfortable? Kind of questions like that.
0: Yeah, or or um, maybe even just a. So my son, for example, uh, he struggles with this as well. He's like his father, uh, unfortunately, in some ways, <laughs> um, where he's he's a people pleaser and he interprets the data, right? And so he just comes to these assumptions. And so I'm teaching him to ask questions, but the questions now come out, are you mad at me? <laughs> you, instead of, I see you're upset. What What's going on? Yeah. Um, it's still because the way he's asking the questions it's still all about him. Right. And so that's something that we're, I'm trying to teach him and that's a capable life thing, right. Is to be curious, to lower my anxiety in a curiosity way and make it about them. Not about, not about, are you mad at me? Have I done something? Have I wounded? And so instead of the first question, just don't, know that you're going if you tend to assume it's something you've done right lay that down for a second and just ask about the other person
1: yeah so lay down the assumption that it's about you and then just ask how they're doing yeah directed it Them. okay
0: yeah that's in in a curiosity way because one of the things crystal we we were chatting about before the podcast is this is not something to get over right Uh
1: (laughs) uh-huh yeah yeah
0: i think that's how A lot of times people talk about it like um, I had someone that was a little more experienced in life the other day saying, oh, when you get older, you just stop caring what other people think. And (laughs) um, As they were describing what that was, it was like, no, that sounds like you're just bitter. Yeah. (laughs) You're still caring. You're just bitter (laughs) at this point (laughs) Um, for that person. I'm not talking about all experienced (laughs) people, but um, I, I think it's different layers, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. And it's, I have a, um, a situation I just went had this weekend, which is not, it's pretty light. So it's not like this big relational thing, but it was interesting because I'm still kind of deconstructing it. And I was on a trip with somebody and we had traveled and we were traveling back home and they were really obsessed with the gas tank. Like um, I had like a quarter of a tank, it was plenty to get home. And before we got to the place we were going, they're like, do you need to get gas? I'm like, no, we're fine. You know, we're driving away and they're like, oh, are you gonna get gas now? And I was like, no, I'm not gonna get gas. And then as we're driving on the freeway, this person's like, oh, how far can this car go? like on a quarter of a tank. <laughs> and I'm like, far enough." You know, and I internally I'm getting annoyed like, "Why why do they think that I don't know how to drive a car?" And I actually made a comment at one point. I was like, "Yeah, I've actually never run out of gas." So, I think I think we're going to be okay. Like I've driven for 20 years, <laughs> which is not true. I've actually had run out of gas, so that is something I need to do over on. It was more mm-hmm. in the moment. Um, but anyway, yeah. and then I, one more time they're like, "Oh, are you going to stop here and get gas?" It was like the fourth time. And I finally I got off the freeway exit, and I was mad and so I, it's like like and people play I'm like, I'm going to get gas. So this person just gets over whatever's going on. And I was so frustrated because I was very clearly communicated that I don't need to get gas. It's not, it doesn't hurt to get gas, right? Like, it's not a big deal. But I was thinking I could have done a better job. Like, why does it make you so nervous? You know, are you mm-hmm. afraid that I don't, I'm misinterpreting my understanding of my car? Like, but that's still focused on me, Zaxi. I screwed up right there. I like, I was thinking there's got to be something underneath that. It's a silly situation. But this person had a lot of anxiety, which I'm sure is part of something to do with their story and fears they have. And so I could have done a better job. Like, why are you so nervous about the gas? Like, is there something? Yeah. Mm. What would you have asked in that that scenario?
0: I don't know. As I was thinking about it, I was also thinking there's two types of people with the gas, right? Some some people will (laughs) never let it go below half a tank. I'm with... I, I'm like you, Crystal. If the lights not on, I yeah. got time.
1: <laughs> I can go 14.5 miles before I run out of gas.
0: Okay. <laughs> Who's counting? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I. That's why I love talking about this stuff because even as I hear you talk about it, you're just um, very curious, just even, even about the situation instead of condemning, right? Yeah. And and the now, more we get as
1: I de- deconstruct it. Right. But- now it yeah. happened
0: <laughs> yeah and uh yeah i don't know that there's a there's a right right way um, yeah. except except i see this as making you nervous yeah. and then I, my curiosity would go have you ever ran out of gas before
1: oh there you go like what what's your story like what's that's a great maybe right place to go when you don't know where to go like what what's going on?
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, like, um, there's a couple people in my family that are very scared of yellow jackets. Mm-hmm. and um, and they, they react so strongly that they've fallen down before they've hurt themselves more being scared of the yellow jackets, right? Because they're running from them,
1: yeah. Than, yeah,
0: than what the damage of the yellow jackets. And so, Last time it happened, I was like, well, what are you scared is going to happen? Oh, they're going to sting me. and It's going to hurt. Okay. How many times have you been stung? And I mean, I know the answers to these questions even. And yeah. it's, well, once, once. Okay. Man, it seems like maybe you're getting hurt more. Yeah. Than the one time. And it's not a solved problem. but yeah. <laughs> But in curiosity... Right, and then talking about it, it's like, man, it's all up in their head.
1: Yeah. Where
0: I'm not scared of yellow jackets, I've actually been stung like thirty, forty
1: times in my life. So Maybe a brain damage like, from all the yeah, venom.
0: Right. The only the only thing that's different is, oh, I've been stung enough. I, I you have know Stockholm
1: that, syndrome where now you right? like accept them.
0: As, it's my normal. Right? Yeah. We'll talk about that in another podcast. That's you know. good.
1: Yeah. No. I, yeah. That's it. Kind of what you're saying, too, makes me think that you're just... Even in that, you might not have solved the problem, but you're helping them be curious and reframe, like, their own, like, story or, like, w- dig a little deeper to what's going on. And I think that, bringing it back to the people-pleasing, like, that's why it's so dangerous to really be consumed by people-pleasing because you don't know... You honestly don't know what pleases people. Like you, are, like, you were saying, in an unhealthy space when you're doing that, you're just looking for approval or what makes you feel good if you really were to break it down, I think. Um, but we we won't know what people need or where they're at unless we're curious, which brings it back to those more healthy ways of inter- engaging in that tension or th- the third space of another person is to let them be the unveiler um, instead of trying to fix something we don't really truly have the capacity to understand.
0: Right. Because like in the situation you're talking about with the gas, mm-hmm. there could have been a very bad experience with running out of gas, Right. Or yeah. the imagination of what that would be like is so mm-hmm. horrific. And so like with the Yellow Jackets, my, the two people that are the most scared, it's more an imagination of what that would be like rather than reality. And I think that happens in a lot of different situations yeah. when yeah. when we are in so far of a people-pleasing mode. I don't when I've really thought about what my um anxiety is telling me is gonna happen, mm-hmm. it's so overblown mm-hmm. to reality. So yeah, like oh, they're just they're going to not want to be in relationship with me anymore. They will I'll be just off on my own, a lonely person. Like that's mm-hmm. I take it to some weird Really weird levels. And there's even been times in my life, I don't know about you, Crystal, but there's been times I haven't even thought if I actually want this person's approval. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. I'm so <laughs> consumed by it. I'm like, when I really think about it, it's like, wait, I don't even care what they think
1: of me. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: But yeah. often I don't take that time to even examine, be curious with myself. So mm-hmm. I think there's a curiosity about someone else, but there's also a curiosity within. Yeah. Um, You know, why, why do I want their approval? And and for me, um, and we're, we all have different triggers. And for me, when I'm craving approval the most, it's when I'm the most insecure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think anytime that there's a situation where there's tension, like, which is related to people pleasing, where we often try to do the people pleasing, there's always that emotional thing to it. You know, it's, there's always something underneath it. And you're saying imagination. I think sometimes um, paired with that is emotional, like emotional feelings that it triggers. Um, Like when you're looking for approval of someone that you don't really care about what they think. Um, No offense to all those people that out there, we don't care what they think. But like (laughs) a lot of times, why are you seeking that approval? You have something inside of you that is an emotional need or an emotional brokenness or experience you're tied to. And I was thinking of another situation I had with a person where I had to go pick them up. I left them at the store and I was going to pick them up. And there was this weird emotional thing that came over them and they're like, you're going to come back for me. And I was like, of course, I'm going to come back from you. <laughs> like, how, why would I leave you at a store when I'm getting the car? It was the weirdest thing. But I found out later, you know, this person had had some situations in the, their life that had manifested abandonment issues. Right? It was so illogical, and I don't think they would ever argue that it was logical. But the emotion was so real for them, and yeah. it just happened to break through. And I saw in that moment, which I think they usually probably hide it, and I just happened to get a peek because of something something um, unveiled that, but you know that's not a logical thing but those emotions are really real to them and their experience that they had in the past that caused that was real like this world's an ugly place we've all had some pretty ugly experiences and some worse than others
0: yeah that's for sure and so you know as a leader we we have the people pleasing tendency within us right because mm-hmm. we're human and everyone that we're leading is also struggling with the same thing and so I think it's really good to be aware um, of just watch the people that you're leading and how how they're reacting to situations. Because mm-hmm. um, as a leader, we tip the balance, right? we There is a power dynamic mm-hmm. um, that we need to be aware of. And the more we're leading a people like someone that's very prone to people pleasing, right? The more we need to be a little guarded as a leader to get the best out of them and to help guide mm-hmm. them through that instead of yeah. overcompensating because I've had people that I'm leading that will always come into work when I call them, will always stay late, right? And I could like, I could keep taking advantage of them, but the better way <laughs> as I lead is to like guide them through like, do you... so I have to ask people that work for me, for example, I Have to say, um have I've noticed you've never said no to me. Um it do you struggle with that in other areas? And remember, as a leader, at least I believe, our job is to help someone further than what yeah what I'm leading them in.
1: Oh, that's great. Yeah, so the hope hope for today is that we have this capacity as leaders to make a difference and not only in not people pleasing or be consumed by ourselves, or at least making some forward movement on that, but also that we have um, with authority and with leadership, we have the ability to help others um, to be better at this or to be healthier in this with how we decide to lead them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So true. Yes.
1: So what would be a practical step that people could do to kind of start practicing being aware of this or free from it? <laughs>
0: i think being what you just said being aware um yeah. so i think it's like asking the question so if if someone upsets you why why does that upset you and from mm-hmm. for me right I, i've said it multiple times but i really struggle with wanting to please people um and for my people pleasing displays itself as uh, i'm wanting love right and mm-hmm. and so like when I'm trying to please someone and they're not pleased, I get angry. And I know that because when I've got upset, I'm like, what upsets me about this? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I asking the, the question. Next of your, step yeah. Is,
0: yeah. Asking the question when you notice someone's not okay with you and that upsets you, asking questions
1: of yeah. yourself. Yeah, I like that. I've been personally doing a brave practice of um, when I can't get resolution in like a healthy way in the moment, um, just letting it lie where I used to go like trying to figure out what was wrong. Um, which is not always bad, right? There are times when you need to press in, but I, I saw a pattern in my life where I was always needing resolution, which isn't always possible too, because sometimes people need time to process. Sometimes there's just not resolution. So I've been, um, having that brave practice of like not being consumed by third space. And, and for me, letting it down to God, like re- yeah. recognizing that, um, God is with them, God is with me. And so I don't have to be the one to bring peace or the one to fix everything. It helps me to do that. But it's been hard. It's hard to look for my personality to let things go when I feel like there might be I might have done something that upset somebody. Or um but yeah, it's it's a freeing as well. And the more yeah. I practice it.
0: Yeah. And um, you know, with this, just be kind to yourself that because we are layers right we are layers and layers and layers and I am not the people pleaser I used to be but surprise I still struggle with it like there's a new <laughs> layer in me um uh, that, that that needs to be rooted out and it's uncomfortable right yeah. it, it's, I think we don't look at ourselves sometimes because of that discomfort yeah um, <laughs> 100% <laughs>
1: yeah
0: All On right. Everything. So <laughs> Yes. So with people pleasing, just like everything, um, continue to fail forward, my friend. You got this. We are so glad you decided to join us today on the Human Size podcast. Next week, Crystal and Zach discuss communication styles. Not everyone thinks the same, and this translates to how we communicate with each other. Now go and have a great week.